Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. My partner, Mike, is in the field as usual. He's always out in the field helping us find that next rental property, running appointments, and finding us those good wholesale deals. But today I am joined by a special guest, a friend, David yeah. Olds. And David is doing amazing things. So I'm really, really happy to get David on. David and I align very well. We both love the landlording business and the passive income that it creates and the tax benefits from the depreciation and all things considered. But I really like David because not only is he in the landlording game, he also does a ton of wholesaling guys and he's in multiple states. So just a quick intro before I bring David on, David is a full-time real estate investor. And he's based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. He's basically kind of one of my neighbors here out of, out of St. Louis, Missouri here. And he started investing back in 2002. Guys, I started in 2004. So we've been in the game for quite some time together. And when he started back in 2002, um, he and his wife bought their first home. And that was unknowingly a foreclosure. But after flipping that property for a $50,000 profit, they discovered the world of real estate investing. And he went on to do numerous flips in central Florida before the crash of 08 and 09, right? And struggling to find these deals, they ended up relocating to Chattanooga, where he is at today, to work a new market. And there, through hard work and you know sheer determination, uh, became the dominant wholesaler in the region. So if you're listening and you're in Chattanooga or in the area, you need to connect with David here. Along the way, he, he accumulated 70 rental properties. He's crushing it. And he continued to flip, mastering not only wholesaling, but property management as well as raising private capital. And we all know private capital is the key to success if we are going to be using the Burr method or buying rentals and using little to none of our own money, which I love it. Now, David is a sought after speaker and coach who is thriving nationwide with his wholesaling company. And he continues to grow his rental portfolio while teaching the next generation of investors the tips and secrets that need to rapidly grow their businesses, right? And to get their desired income level and lifestyle. I love that because we all get into real estate because we want one of two things, typically, not always, typically. We want time freedom and we want passive income or financial freedom. And it's really sad because a lot of people, they get into this business for these two things and they find that they have neither, right? Don't let your business, you know, don't be a slave to your business, right? So David's going to give us some really, really awesome tips and tricks. Some of David's guiding principles are simplicity is scalable. I love this. I love this. And always start with the end in mind. And a lot of people don't do that. So guys, we're going to come back to these. 
And it's the common sense approach to a business that has enabled David to build a strong business with such an amazing team. David, without further ado, welcome, man. How are That's you? a lot of stuff. <laughs> and now, you're an impressive guy. I don't know about all that. I'm just a regular guy like everybody else. I like it, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Um, so our audience is, you know, newbie investors. Some, you know, some guys are doing landlording. Some guys are doing burr methods. Some guys are doing wholesaling. We talk a little bit about fix and flip, but for the most part, you know, one thing I like to really drill in on this, on these episodes is mindset. Mindset is like really kind of where it all starts and ends. And you all, you know, you had just, or, you know, I had just stated, always start with the end in mind, right? And it starts and ends with mindset. So again, yep. welcome, man. What is going on? How are you? Man, what is new? Busy today. We're locking up deals. Our girls just locked up one down in Daytona, Florida to an end buyer that's uh, going to net us 55000 So that's that's always a nice way to start your morning before oh, lunch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, you talk about mindset, people having that that dream, right? Everybody gets into real estate for, for the same reason. Most of us read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, you know, we, we have this, this I don't want to say fantasy, but this this projected goal, right, of, of having having that life where you can sit on a beach if you want and just, and just collect that, uh, that check every month. So it's, it's, it's really important. And I stress this with everybody that I talk to. Um, I had some college kids in here the other day that kind of interned for us and were mentoring a little bit. And I was, I asked uh, one of the girls a question uh, for you, what does the end look like? And, you know, she's 20, I mean, sharp, but 20 and she, you know, she kind of fumbled with it and I asked it again, like, what does the end look three times? I usually will ask and, and try to get some answers from them. And then I'll usually put it a different way. If you had all the money you needed today, what would your life look like? And that usually gets, gets it a little bit closer. And, uh, you know, generally they'll say travel. Some people will say like opening a nonprofit in Africa, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that that is their goal. And, uh, and I said, well, that's fantastic. So what, what, what does it take to get you there, right? Like, what does, what does that actually look like? If you want to sit on the beach in St. Thomas every day of your life forever and, and sit margaritas or Mai Tais or whatever it is that they drink down there. Um, and then we try to put a number on it, right? right. And generally people think it's just like, I got I to gotta have $10 million in the bank. And that's, that's not true. Um, you know, what would it cost you every month to live that lifestyle that you want and maybe have 20, 25% extra? And I'll be honest, like most normal people can do it for 20 or 25 grand a month. Like, you know, some people are like, I want, they set these crazy goals. I want $400,000 a month passive income. And that's awesome. But start with, you know, start with a number that, that makes sense that you can wrap your head around. Okay, I need to have rent, mortgage, you know, food expenses, you know. And generally for a normal person, that's 20 or 25,000 a month. And I say, well, fantastic. Let's work that backwards, right? How many rentals would it take for you to produce that kind of income? I think a normal person spends twenty five thousand a month. I, I mean, mine is a little bit high, not higher, but I'm sure. <laughs> I I'm think sure a normal person is probably spending somewhere between four and six. You got to think, you know, mortgage, exactly. car payment. You yeah. got to eat. You got to get clothes. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, maybe a little higher. You know, let's so, maybe say so seven. Maybe or eight. Yeah, maybe that's the financially free number. I'm like. Tell me your dreams. Yeah. You, okay. I like it. There you go. What's the dream number? Tell me right? your dream. And let, I'm going to show you how you can get there. Got and it's it, not hard. Okay. You know? So, uh, so with Olivia, we sat down the other day and, we, and this was, I think, Friday afternoon. I actually had Corey Geary in my office and, 
I love whiteboards, man. Corey's I, I, employee, I, I love he's them. awesome. He's My employees, good. they can tell when I'm like getting sketchy and I'm like going to the whiteboard to draw. And I'm like, okay, great. So 20,000. So let's say you need rentals that are 800 a month. So how many is that, right? So you need 24, 25 rentals. Awesome. How do we do that? How can we get you there? You know, so we just, we just work that math backwards. And she's like, oh, that's not really that much. I'm like, it's absolutely not. So if you bought one rental a year, you're 20, right? Because I know she's not old enough to drink yet. So, um, so if you bought one rental a year for the next 25 years, you're done. Now you're done at 45. I'm like, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, but what if you bought two a year? Now you're done in 12. Mm. And she's like, well, yeah, I could do that. And uh, I said, but what if you bought three or four? I said, I have friends who bought hundred units this year. You yep. can definitely do it in one year and you're done. Like right? Six already this year. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, start with the end in mind. And then once you have your plan, you know, let's look at how can we compress that time and do it a little bit faster. Right. Cause that's, that's the goal, right? What does the end look like? How quickly can I get to the end? You know, and that doesn't mean, you know, you're sitting under an umbrella someplace, you know, for me, I still want to be involved in real estate, but I do want to get to a place where, you know, my family's good and they're, they're, they're good forever. But anyways, start with the end in mind. Yeah. <laughs> a long no. ways to go for that little explanation. No, I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great place to start. Literally yeah. start with the end in mind, right? Work it backwards. Also, you know, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve time freedom? Are you trying to achieve financial freedom? Yeah. I wanted both. I have both right yeah. now. I've been at this full time for seven years. Um, and it shouldn't necessarily take you seven years. I did a lot of things the wrong way. Um, now that's full time. I've been investing since I think probably 04, call it 05. So about almost as long as you, you got me by a couple years here. Um, but the first 10 years I did it wrong, man. I was buying one a year. I mm-hmm. was going to the MLS with an agent paying full retail, getting an 80% conventional loan. Yeah. And my house, my average price point was 150 grand. So that means... If I'm, if I'm bringing 20% to the table, that's $30,000 yeah. per rental property that I would need to, to save up. And, you know, it basically it would, it would be, it equaled out to about one a year. So the first 10 years, David, I got to about, you know, maybe about 11 or 12 properties. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the last seven, you know, I learned about motivated sellers and I didn't even yeah. know wholesaling was a thing seven years ago. I learned it and I started wholesaling and we've done tons and tons, hundreds of deals. And at this point now, I like to cherry pick these best deals and add them to the rental portfolio, or sometimes they're just fun fix and flips. So we do some of that as well here too. But what I'm getting at, why am I telling you all this? Because I agree with everything you just said. Love it. Yeah, but even when we say we made mistakes and you're telling me about all these mistakes, like think of what you accomplished, right? How many people have no properties that wish they had 10 or 12? Oh, yeah. Um, and even, even though you did that over the course of 10 years and you did have to put some money down, okay, I get it. That's not ideal. But now where are those properties, right? What's, what kind of equity do you have in those properties now? I bet you 50 or 60% unless you, you've refied them to pull out money for something else. So you created that strong base. You learned how to do it and you took action. That was the most important thing. Yeah. Oh, the ones that I started with, man, you're right. Like, yeah, I'd say 60%-ish is, mm-hmm. is, uh, is equity, right? So yeah. less than half of debt. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I had, a, I had a client one time in San Jose, just outside of San Francisco. And we went to this re- meetup real estate group probably eight, nine years ago when I was traveling a lot. And uh, there's this old guy that was talking to this group and somebody asked him about, you know, paying too much on a rental. And he said, uh, he said, listen, 
if it cash flows, you know, whatever your financing is, however, however you're doing this, if you have cash flow in the long term, it's going to pay for you, even if you paid 100%. Because in time, as long as that, um, you know, your financing or funding is stable, rents are going to go up over time. And we, I've seen that here in town. I have duplexes that when I bought them, they were renting at 400 a month. Now they're at 950. And if I just remodel them a little bit, I jumped to 1300. So, you know, that rent is going to rise because of inflation and all of that stuff. Um, in the long term, and real estate is a long term game, um, you're going to come out just fine. And I love it, man. I love it. I agree with everything you said. We stand for the same things, guys. Um, so, so, David, let's just break it down a little bit. So, before we jumped on the podcast, we had chatted and I saw you last week yeah. um, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really get a whole lot of time to chat then, but, but, but that's okay. We, we got some time now. Um, but you had also, you mentioned to me there and you had told me just a couple minutes ago that, you know, that you're doing, uh, you know, nationwide, essentially wholesale. Yeah. How many yeah. markets are you in? I think there's uh, deals in 18 markets right now. Oh my goodness. He, you're in 18 markets. Okay. So can you break that down? Like for somebody that's, you know, new, like, let's say, look here, here it is look, me, right. Yeah. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, and yeah. I do all my marketing here. Mm-hmm. and I keep the best and wholesale the rest, right? And when I say keep the best, like best ones that make rentals, best ones that make fix and flips. And if, they don't, if they're not in my buy box, I wholesale those out. But I don't really do a whole lot of marketing outside of, let's say, a 50-mile radius of where I'm at. You're in 18 different markets. We're actually so marketing. Add on like a second, a third, and probably a, you know, I probably want to add two or three on at this point versus just doing one. If I'm going to do it, might as well do it. You know, like, what, how would you, like, what would you say? What would, what would be some advice that you would give for somebody like me, you know, to be able to expand into multiple markets? I think it's so cool. Can I tell you how we've messed up first? Nobody ever tells you how you messed up. Yeah. Um, and, and we have figured out every way to screw up this business from, from marketing to business structure to how we pay people. Like, you know, I, I tell you, the only reason I've, I've survived this long and been successful is I'm just too stupid to quit. Um, <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> so, um, uh, so 2009, I moved from Orlando up to Chattanooga. Our goal here when we moved here was to buy small multifamilies, duplex, triplex, squads, maybe up to 10, 10 units. And it's June of 2009. Um, so, you know, we came here, we're just relentless marketers, right? You know, and back then it's a different deal. You remember, if you're one of the few people that's been around, you know, it was driving for dollars, handwritten letters, postcards, bandit signs. That was it, right? That was, that was how we found deals. And, uh, so my goal was we were doing marketing to find deals for ourselves. And, you know, with the idea of, hey, if extra stuff comes in, we'll, we'll be happy to wholesale it. So again, you know, our first year, first six months, we did like 40 deals. Uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. Um, you know, there was nobody here really here in Chattanooga um, doing any, any business. So over the, over the years, we grew that up and we were doing, you know, 100 and something deals a year. But I had one partner with my wife and then, you know, another guy came along and he's like, Hey, I really want to do this. Um, you know, I can, I think I can add some value to the company, to your team. Let's all partner up. And I'm like, mm, that's awesome. <laughs> it's Chattanooga. And you know, there's only 250,000 people here. And although like we're rocking it here, like I'm not narcissistic enough to think that every deal wholesale deal that sells in town is going to be mine. Right. Cause you get buyers fatigue when you oh, yeah. flood the market with deals. I said, so let's do this and, but let's, let's expand out to another market. Let's try it. 
And Dave, up until then, I'm like the anti-virtual wholesaling guy because I feel like- How long ago was this? Uh, this was 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Late 2015. Six, seven years. Um, yeah. So, and mainly because I think it's a very easy sell for the guru crowd to sell virtual wholesaling, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like cotton candy for people. Like, oh, I don't have to leave my house. I never have to go see anybody. I don't have to talk to people, you know, talk in person, right? So it, it's an easy sell virtual. And, you know, I think a lot of people take, take folks money and they sell them on stuff, but a dream that, that they, anyways. So, so we're going to go to, we're going to go to Birmingham and uh, it's the first time we've expanded outside of our market. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's just pull a list. Just like we pull here, we're going to send postcards. It's going to be great. Well, we, we got, uh, you know, we got a bunch of responses. We started putting stuff under contract. And again, I've screwed everything up. Our initial plan was, oh, we're just going to work a JV model. It's going to be fantastic. We bought into some coaching. This guy, eh, JV, it's great. Um, so we put a bunch of money into this, contracted some properties. And what we realized is, yeah, JV model is great. But to have a sustained, scalable company, scaled up company, it's difficult, right? Because nobody cares as much about your deal as you do, you do right? I mean, that's just... That's just a fact. Um, yeah, that's the nature you of know, it. Sure. So I've got a guy down there, you know, let's call him Steve. Steve's, he's got my house and four of his. Of course he's pushing his, right? Because he gets of, of the profit. Right. So so we learned some lessons there and Birmingham's a lower, um, a lower end market, right? Um, it's hard to get the $20,000 assignment fees. You know, we were averaging like six to eight. And then by the time you split it, and then now there's four partners. So 4,000 is coming back. We got to pay you know, all of our expenses. I mean, it just, it just didn't work. So, so one of us had the bright idea, let's go to St. Louis. It's going to be great. Not a clue. Still not a clue to this day. <laughs> all the places on earth. I think it's funny when the virtual guys come here because this is it's a challenging market. Like it's street by street, neighborhood by neighborhood. And like the school districts in this town are like really great or really bad. There's like not that many of them that are in the middle there. And if you don't know, you don't yeah. know. So, so, you know, we figured we crashed and burned in Birmingham. You know, we're going to do it better. <laughs> it was an even more horrific experience in, in uh, St. Louis. So same thing, right? We're like, we're going to do new postcards, get better message, do the same thing. I, down- I do the same thing I'm doing here. I download the list and send off our, send off our marketing and like our acquisitions guys like, I got like eight contracts today. I'm like, order the jet. We're going to be rich. This is going to be awesome, right? And uh, I can't remember the, the, the area of town, but, you know, it's like everything is boarded up. It's these old, amazing townhomes that were probably gorgeous the day they were built, but the windows are all blown out. You see homeless people walking. It, you know, it's a sketchy area. Yep, yep. So, and uh, and we were working with a, a pretty well-known investor up there, and she was, she was trying to help us out. Um, but... We just didn't know what we were doing, right? We didn't know how to do market research. We were applying what we knew here to other markets and just assuming it was all going to be good. And uh, so failure number two, <laughs> you know, uh, you're probably $10,000 wasted in marketing and time and, and all of that. And uh, so at this point we figured out, okay, let's let's slow down a little bit. I'm not the smartest guy around, but let's let's start with the end in mind, right? Who's buying in these areas, all right? Let's, let's download a list of who the cash buyers are within the last year. Let's take that list on Excel and let's sort it a couple different ways. What zip codes? What zip codes are people buying in, right? That that's, would seem like a good place to start. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about people doing marketing just statewide. And the problem is, is you end up with junk that nobody wants, right? Because start with the end in mind. The end is we're going to cash a check. 
who's paying that check essentially as a buyer, what do buyers want? They want a functional property that they can, they can invest in and make money. Yep. So not every house is going to fit that criteria. Not every investor wants to invest in every area. So, you know, we kind of slowed down a little bit before we went to our next market. We, we reevaluated where we were. We looked at what did, I mean, we didn't do, we did some deals, not what we thought. Um, but anyway, so we started looking at, uh, at the buyers. What zip codes are people buying in? Cool. And then we sorted it again. What's the average price people are paying? Right? Like, what are people paying? So we start to build this avatar of what, what a buyer is looking for. You know, what's kind of like, the, what's the square footage? What's the age? You know, because every, every place is different. Um, Macon, Georgia, we do a ton of deals right now in Macon, Georgia. People down there are no problem buying a 1920s house. You go to Phoenix, Arizona, they do not want a 1920s house. They want something 1980 or newer, right? So um, I guess to answer your question, market research was, was really the key for us. And once we figured that out, <clears throat> being able to look, um, pick a market, and, and you, can, you can use as a starting point, right? You can, you can go to something simple like just Google search like hottest investment markets in the country, right? Just, if you just want to be basic and fast, you know, and it's going to give you Oh, I saw one the other day. I've got it written down, but it, it'll give you like your top 10 markets. Great. Go over to list source, plug those in and pull a cash buyers list. And let's see where people are buying. Let's see what price point they're buying. And now you have something to at least give your acquisitions people and your lead gen people something to start with, right? Let's yep. at least try to work smart. And uh, so what you can do is now all of a sudden you'll get the top maybe 20 zip codes. Well, if you're doing SMS marketing, cold calling or direct mail, let's just pull those zip codes. Right. Let's pull those and pull our list. At least now we're someplace or at least in the ballpark of, of where buyers want to buy. Um, you know, beyond that, if you're going to do something like, you know, pay-per-click or SEO or any of that stuff, you can kind of do the same thing. It has to be a little bit bigger, but let's at least target the right counties. You know, yep. let's target the counties where where people are, you know, are, uh, are actually buying. So, so that was probably one of the biggest things. And once we figure that out, you know, then it's just tweaking constantly for your model, because even if, if you put you know, there aren't that many, but if you put 10 nationwide wholesalers in a room, we all do it just a little bit different. You know, all yeah. our processes are different. Our goals sure. are a little bit different. Um, but yeah, you know, find out where buyers are buying. You got to start with the end in mind. Who are you doing this for? We're not doing it for, doing it for us. And just because you got something under contract is not a win. When you assign it and close it, that's your win, right? So everybody in your company, for us at least, um, you know, is focused on that end goal and everybody gets paid the same when the property closes. So we don't ever want to lose sight of that for us. David, can you recap real quick? Um, I know, and now, here's the thing. I'm taking notes, and this is great. You, could just, you just spit a ton of gold nuggets at us, guys. I'm going to recap just really quick. But I want you to do another a thing for me, too, here. But basically, sure. market research was the key is what I took away from yeah. that, right? The hottest investment markets in the country, you just do a quick Google search, find those, and then go find the buyers in those. Um, and, and market there. Now you had mentioned types of marketing, SMS, cold calling, direct mail, AdWords. I do all of those types of marketing guys. You don't need to necessarily have 47 types of marketing. Those are the four that most people are using right now. It works. Don't try to rewrite the book. Do like David does do like I do. That's what we're doing. Um, you started with the buyers first, find out what the zip codes that these guys are buying in and then go market in there. But I think and you, you had mentioned this, of course, but I'm taking notes. I might've skipped over it. So what was the, like the main lesson though, that you said, you know, you wanted to start with how you screwed up, you know, was that just not doing market research? Right. Is that basically the sum up, like just not knowing what pretty what much or, yeah. I mean, cool. you know, so, so I knew it. So 
Let me back up. So going virtual is different from being being in your home market, right? Um, and again, people seem to think going virtual is going to be easier than being in your home market. And I, I disagree. I think when you go virtual, it's going to expose every weakness in your company. Oh, that you have agreed. it in your company. Yep. Um, because when we're in person, Dave, right? I, I mean, first off, I go to the, I was explaining this to one of my girls today. You know, when I was here in Chattanooga and I was maybe small and, it, you know, I was doing. But you live there though, right? What's that? You live in Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I lived here, right? So somebody when would you call, were marketing hey, there. Mrs. Smith, when can I come over? So now I'm standing in the house. So, you know, I'm also the guy selling the property. So, you know, I'm, you're doing those calculations in your head, right? Okay. I can sell this for 70. Hey, Mrs. Smith, I'm at 45, oh, 52, <laughs> whatever. Right. So we're doing, we're doing those calculations on the fly, but when you're, when you go virtual, you don't have that luxury. Right. So we contract without, without pictures, without anything. So when I'm talking to Mrs. Smith, I'm relying on her to, to give me the condition of the house. And a couple of things happen there. Sometimes they lie, right? Just does. Sometimes people don't know, right? I mean, I bought stuff in Connecticut. The person was in California because they inherited it from their dead uncle. Never been to the condo in Connecticut, right? No earthly clue. They're like, I guess it's good. They have a tenant. Tenants are paying. It's good, right? So you assume, okay, good condition. And then sometimes they can, you know, they just haven't been to the property. I have a rental that I just turned um, here in Chattanooga that I had not been to in eight years. So if you'd asked me four months ago, what condition them? Pretty good. Probably pretty good. <laughs> They're still living in it. Yeah. Well, I just threw one out, evicted one last week, <laughs> three years. That was a train wreck. But uh, so the thing is, you've got to, as you know, when you, when you go virtual, your acquisitions, people have to be really good on the phone. Your only tool is your voice, right? So you go up, you go down, you know, but you've got to extract that information out of them and understand how to position the call of, hey, Dave, here's what we're agreeing to. I think 55 is the right number, but I'm basing that on what you're telling me. If when I do my inspections, if anything's not what we've talked about, or maybe I've misunderstood, we might have to come back and look at this, uh, look at this price. Does that seem fair? Yeah, of course, right? Almost everybody says, says it's fair. So, I mean, there are just things that you have to do different when you go when you go virtual that, um, you know, you can slide with when you're, you know, when you're in your local market and kind of the example I give people is like, if you ever did sports as a kid in high school, like if you wrestled, right, you could like muscle people, right. You could just physically muscle it and you didn't need to have that technique. When you go virtual, you, you've got to have systems processes and, and techniques because again, I'm not standing in the house to say, Oh my goodness, there's a big spot on the roof. Right or on the ceiling. So I need to account for that. Oh, that probably means there's a roof leak, right? You don't, you don't, you're not doing that. Sure, um, sure. So anyways, um, yeah, it's just a little bit different. No, that makes perfect sense. So not knowing the market. Um, and then also, you know, if you not know the market, that's really like the first place to, to that's like the first bad thing that can happen if you get <laughs> oh, yeah. into it and you not know it, because then you're going to spend all a ton of money, yeah. a ton of time yeah. realizing that that maybe isn't the market that you want to be in or that you should be in. So right. I love it. And, and I respect the hell out of you for yeah. starting with the mistakes. Cause a lot of people, they want to hide their mistakes guys oh, on the podcast. And, you know, as, as two guys that have been in the game 15 years, right. you know, like some of the best lessons you can learn from us is what huh. not to do. Sure. Not necessarily yeah. what we're doing. That's working. Right. So don't, don't, don't do this particular thing. So, David said, don't, don't, you know, just start in any random market, find a good one, find one that makes sense. My, my takeaway or what not to do is don't find deals on the MLS with an agent for 10 years and put down 30 grand a deal. 
don't do these things guys don't do these things i love it okay so how do we go from one market Mm -hmm. where i'm in now yep to let's say four or five right i'm gonna probably do at least two or three um at you know whenever i'm gonna roll this out which is gonna probably be sometime in the next 60 to 80 hours like it's (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen let's do it yeah, I'm just, ready, baby. I'm ready to roll. You're, you're, so, you're a true yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah. So, shoot fire aim. Shoot know? fire aim. That's right. But I want to I want to learn a couple of things on what you would think. But obviously, this is huge value for any audience, guys. If you are listening or watching this and you're not doing any deals at all, this is going to help you and apply, right? If you're already doing deals in one market and you want to do it in two or three or five, this is going to help you. So, David, yep. what would be your advice to me? And again, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of the curve. You know, sure. we're already doing tons of deals, wholesaling, fix and flip, landlording. But the thing is, though, I love my own market. I was born and raised here. I didn't choose this market. This market chose me. Yeah. Um, but the problem that I encounter is, is I'm so used to getting a seller on the phone and saying, when can I come walk it? Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be a big paradigm shift for me and all of my you know, partners and employees and everything else, because we're not going to have that luxury anymore. Right. You know, and right now, like, yeah, we may send a contract before we see it. Sometimes we'll see it before we send the contract mm-hmm. and really seeing it's going to kind of be not even a possibility unless they send us pictures or we hire somebody else locally, third party, whatever, to go get those for us. Yeah. So I'll quit talking. What would you say though? Um, so here's what I tell people. If, if it makes you feel more comfortable, start in like an adjacent market that, you know, if you're really nervous, you can drive to, right? That was one of the reasons we picked Birmingham, which for some reason we drove by Huntsville, which was an amazing market to Birmingham, which I'm not, I love everybody in Birmingham, but it was, it was a little bit of a challenge. Um, so if you're nervous, start someplace, someplace that's relatively close, right? So if you're in Louisville, maybe you go to Lexington you know, something like that, if you want to branch out just a little bit. Um, no matter where you're at, every almost everybody has PropStream, right? PropStream mm-hmm. is it's for $99, my God. Oh, it's the best, it's best, the best value out there. Out there. Right. Um, it always befuddles me when people are like, you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a realtor to give me comps. I'm like, are you insane? Yeah, that's going to take, take all, that's going to take a month. Yeah, yeah. you're going you're gonna to bet your livelihood on, on a realtor getting back to you and giving you good information. Listen, I got a realtor in my office. I'm friends with a lot of realtors, but just like investors, most of them are dopey, right? They yeah, don't know right, what they're doing. Right. So spend the 99 bucks, um, get PropStream, but learn how to comp, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll tell you- that. That's a great, that's a great yeah, advice. Here's what I do, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you straight right now, I'm not on Please. the 70% minus ARB and repairs and all that stuff, because who knows, right? What does it cost to put in a countertop in uh, Montana? I don't know. No idea. I guarantee it's different than Atlanta and different than Charlotte, different than Chattanooga. Here's what I do that's worked for us. And I discovered this really early on. I pull the cops. I pull them within a half mile within the last year, sort them low to high. Right. Because what's the odds, David, that the property I am buying is similar condition to those properties that sold on the low end. Because right. here's, here's the thing. And, and I've tested this and it's just, I've never found anybody that can dispute it. When you comp properties low to high or high to low, whichever way you want to go, right? There's generally three levels. Your top properties, that's your ARV, right? Somebody's gone in, remodeled it. It's awesome, right? So you have your top level is, is kind of your ARV. That middle level is going to be bank-owned properties, grandma's house that's been lived in, and maybe it's not really updated, or 
you know, some people lived in it and they, you know, they got transferred and it's kind of, it is what it is, but it's, you know, it's FHAable. <laughs> right. You know, it's that, it's that area where we might wholetail a property. But generally that third level, that third level is the cash deals, right? Yeah, so, the low end. But if you sort low right. to high, that's going to be at the top. Right. Either way, right. sort it though. But, right. but look, at, look at those low numbers because that's going to tell you something. I know we're in a weird upside down market right now where I just got offered $400,000 cash the other day on one of my rehabs. But for the most part, that lower level, that lower range, that's where cash buyers are buying. So when I look up this 1950s house in St. Louis, Birmingham, Austin, Texas, whatever it is, whatever that low level is, that tells me where cash buyers are buying. Yep. That tells me the range. Like I don't need to do all those other calculations, right? So depending upon condition, right? If it's average, we're going to be in the middle there. In the middle is what your cash buyer will pay you. That's not what you put on a contract. Mm, right? Good point. Crucial to understand that. So, and again, these are like quick rule of thumb, fast assumptions, right? That you can teach your acquisition people. So, you know, let's say that range is kind of between like 65 and 73, right? Now, if your house is in real, they tell you it's in really fantastic shape, maybe you can go a little bit, you know, you can imagine selling it a little above that. But also if it's out of fire and has no floors, Right. I mean, you, you need to, you got to have some common sense and adjust there, but uh, that's what we use as a range is like a target range for um, contracting properties. Cause that's what properties, David, this is what properties like yours in your neighborhood have sold for. Right. So you're you're that's basically, the that's the phrase that we use all the time because oftentimes a seller will want to go, well, but Dave, that, that property down the road just sold for 400,000. Yeah. But that one also has 180 grand with the rehab. Right. Has zero. Yeah. That's what my acquisitions people say. Oh, that's amazing. Maybe I, maybe I, I didn't look at that one. What's the address? Right. What's the oh, address? Mrs. Let me pull Mrs. it up. Mrs. Okay. Mrs. You're Mrs. Mrs. Seller, house. This house has granite countertops. Yours doesn't have countertops at all. There's no yeah, countertops the, in there. That one's also <laughs> 1,200 square foot bigger than your 1950s house. And yes, it the age, all of these things. Right, right. right. Okay. So that's why that key phrase, and I don't know if you picked up on it when we're talking to sellers is, hey, Mrs. Smith, let me see what houses like yours in your neighborhood have sold for. Mm, love that. That's the million dollar phrase right there. I'm telling you, um, because that that eliminates all that extra stuff, right? Hey, let me look at what 1950s three bedroom, one bath, 1150 square foot houses are selling for. Oh, Mrs. Smith, here's how we do it. It's very simple. You know, I'm gonna look at what houses like yours in your neighborhood have sold for. I'm gonna estimate repairs. If they're selling for 80, you've got 20 repairs, that's 50. You know, I don't need to make a lot of money, Mrs. Smith. I need to make about five grand. So I'm, my offer is gonna be, 42, 45, maybe 46. Right. And you see what we've done there. We've, we've done a little, that's how we, that's yep. it. Right I like there. the spread offers too. Kind of yeah. give them a feel for it. You know, I love that. So you had mentioned that you're not using the MAO formula. You're not using the, you know, MAO equals ARV times 0.7 or whatever that discount rate may be minus repairs, minus wholesale fee. Instead, you're just going straight to the low end comps and saying, listen, this is what they're selling for already. Yep. Let me take a small wholesale fee off of that. And yep. that's my offer. I love yeah. that approach because it yeah. eliminates you from having to go figure all this other due diligence out, which I'm sure you do once you have sure. a contract on it. Yeah. But prior so, to that, it's a lot of time wasted. Right. I love it. Because we want to talk to as many people as we can, right? So right. within that, that's that's how we're, we're, we're bringing them in under range. For us in our company, we've got somebody who underwrites all of our deals before we contract it. So that person, you know, my acquisition people, they're, they're on the speed plan. You know, once we get something that's narrowed down, then it goes to my underwriter. She'll actually look at it and go, okay, is this on a main road? Is this next to a factory? Is this, you know, is a nuclear power plant over there? You know, you know what I mean? What is, what is the area? 
and be like, okay, you know, we need to deduct a little bit for this, or we can go a little bit higher here. Um, you know, and she'll do some very simple math like ARV, you know, we take off 10% for that's what it'll cost the seller to sell um, when they remodel it. You know, the, how much does a seller want to make? $200,000 house, great. They probably want to make 30. So we subtract that. What's the repairs? You know, so we can we can figure out manually what um, roughly what what their the end buyer, because we always start with the end in mind, what their maximum allowable offer is. And then we just want to make sure we're 20 to 25 below that. That's all. It's not complicated. Nice. I promise you. I'm, I'm not that smart, so I could teach a third grade. Hey, me and you both, buddy. I get it. Okay, let me recap. All right. Let me recap, not crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to recap, your advice for somebody like me or anybody listening that, that wants to expand into new markets. That's how I titled this, right? right. Start someplace relatively close. I think that's a great advice. Sure. You know, me in St. Louis trying to go do deals in Washington State you know, maybe a little crazy, but like, you know, there's a ton of great markets right, right down the road. And when I say down the road, like hundred to 200 miles away, like that's still a good yeah. distance, but like, why go 1800 miles? If I can go hundred, I think that's a great right. piece of advice. Get your feet wet, right? Yeah, get your feet wet, right? Use prop stream to pull nationwide, nationwide comps and learn how to comp. Great advice. Love it. Don't worry about the MAO formula. Instead, pull the actual comp, sort them low to high, Find the low, find the medium, find the high. Focus on the low ones, guys. That is really the range where you're going to want to be buying because your cash buyers are going to be buying there, right? So don't try to don't try to you know come in higher than the buyers. That doesn't that doesn't work. Wholesaling is nothing more than buying great and selling good. Simple, 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 right? Uh, the middle is where the cash buyers you know are going to pay you on that low end side, right? Mm -hmm. So be below the low end, right? And yep. I, I'm taking notes here, right? And and one of the things I really liked is you said, let me see what houses like yours in your neighborhood right. have sold for. Guys, that is the that's 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 the pitch right there, right? Because then you can help them compare. And here's the thing, and I know Dave's gonna know this. I'm positive. Um, but here's the thing, guys: it's never me or David versus the seller. That's a mm -hmm. terrible attitude. Instead, never. it's me. And you, Mrs. Robinson, the seller versus the market, right? Yeah. So you don't ever want to position this to where it's like me and you negotiating. No, 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 no. It's me and you on a team. And we're going to figure out what the market is going to bear and pay. And we're going to both agree on those numbers. And if they don't agree, then we're going to do everything in our power to get them to see the light that they yeah. may be a little crazy or, you know, maybe a little, you know, higher than they should be. Right. right. But that's the goal is, is you don't want them to ever think it's you versus them. It's you and them together on a team Gosh. versus the market. And if the market's only going to bear 60 grand and they're asking 140, get off the phone, get yeah. off the phone. It's a waste of time, right? Be polite, of course, but stop trying to work a lead. That's not going to be a deal. I love it. All right. So behind that, where do we go next? Let me just, I would just want to jump in on that because what you said was really great. So we get a lot of leads in pay-per-click SMS and all that stuff. And uh, people will sometimes tell you 400,000, right? I make all, I, we get on the phone with everybody because people say dumb stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we just want to, we want to make sure, you know, there's nothing we could do here because I can't tell you how many times someone said 400 and we contracted at 70, right? So that was a mistake I made in my early days. I had a full-time job. My marketing came to a, uh, call center, right? So I would get these emails and I would sit there and look at it and I would talk myself out of calling people. So don't be, don't be afraid to talk to people. Um, but the other thing that was really great is, you, you know, it's, it's me and the seller. The, the 
image that I, I give to my employees, my team members, get on the same side of the table. Like, hey, Mr. Seller, put you know, I'm your arms around them. Let's see if we can figure this out. I want to pay you, or, you know, our company wants to pay you full value for your property. I want to pay you what houses like yours in your neighborhood are selling for minus repairs. Does that make sense? Yes, right? Because you want to get a bunch of small yeses along the way. Does that make sense? Awesome. Okay. And by this time, I've long pulled up comps and I'm talking to them like, okay, so here's one that sold for, you know, do you know where 123 Main Street is? It looks like it's about a quarter mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, one the same size as yours just sold last month at 60,000. And here's on Elm Street, looks like, you know, slow down, right? Like this is the point in the conversation you're trying to slow down because you want them to be able to follow you, right? So oh, here's one over on Elm Street. It looks like it sold for a couple thousand bucks more. Mm, here's this other one on Penelope Lane. It was a little bit lower. You know, so this is how you're getting them to understand what, what their property is worth, right? Because everybody, you know, we're in a hot market, right? So now you've got to combat that a little bit. So, so we're, we're just trying to bring expectations down into reality. Now, like you said, they're out of whack. They're out of whack. Hey, if anything changes, you know, I'd love to follow up with you in 30, 60 days. You know, save my number. I'd love to help you. But yeah, they're not, if it's not a deal, move on because you got to talk to the next person. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, no, to... no. I love whenever we reiterate things yeah. because it, it shows the audience, the listeners, the viewers, how valuable these things really are, guys. So if you didn't take away a gold nugget from that, back up the, back this up and go listen to the last three or four or five minutes because that is so incredibly important. That's what separates the guys that are doing, you know, one or two deals a month from the guys that are doing 15 or 20. We have a different mindset on this. This is not me versus the seller. I can't, here's the thing. We can't force somebody to be motivated. We can't do that. But what we can do is we can help them see that the offer we're making, yeah, it's going to be low. Come on, let's be honest. It's going to be low. That's how we make money. But it's also equally valuable, right? It's a fair offer, right? Yeah, it's low, but it's fair. Here's why. The other houses that are similar to yours in the area or in your neighborhood have sold for this because they're equally bad. Right. That's the fair market value of it. So Dave, I love it. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So now that we are, uh, let's see here. We're not using the MAO formula. We're basically sorting. Yeah. Um, we're finding out those. We're getting the seller on our side. What's next from there? So, so then we're contracting it. Right. And uh, so Mrs. Smith, fantastic. Again, um, you know, so we're agreeing to 60,000. I think that sounds right. Um, you know, of course, that's 60,000 is just based on what you're telling me for condition because I'm way over here in Tennessee and you're in, you know, you're in South Dakota. So here's, here's the next step. And this is really crucial. Um, no matter what side of your business you're on, whether it's your acquisitions, um, dispositions, transactions, you got to tell people what's happening next. Right. Because what we do is weird. Right. It is. It's not a realtor. It's not the traditional um, method of people buying and selling houses. Right. So, hey, Mrs. Smith, let me just let me explain to you what's next. First off, my transaction coordinator is going to call you um, within the next 24 hours um, and we're going to need to get some information. Here's the here's our process. Right. First thing we do is, is I'm going to pay somebody um, that works for us uh, over there in wherever it is, North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever the town is. And they're going to come by and they need to take some pictures and a quick video for me. Right. And that's just for me to confirm what the condition is. And usually when I get that, I can start to get an idea of what kind of repairs I'm going to need to do once we close on the property. And we're going to try to get this thing closed as quick as we can. Right. Because the seller's end in mind is getting that check. Right. So we're always moving them, moving them towards that and keeping that goal front of front of mind. So great. Once we do that, 
I get all that information, I'll send it out to our partners or our contractors. Um, they'll probably need to come through once, maybe twice. Like I, I try really hard to get them all there at once. If you've ever dealt with a contractor, getting them to show up on time is like pulling teeth. Um, so is that okay? Does that work for you? Great, perfect. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna have my transaction coordinator call you and she will start to schedule. She'll be your point of contact and she'll schedule these things going forward. But if you ever have a question, you call me right back. You, this is my number, it goes to my cell and you know, I'll answer whatever questions you've got. So the next step is telling the person what the next step is. Same thing on Dispo, right? You gotta, once you're under contract, you have to tell the buyer what's next. Because if you don't, uncertainty and fear sets in and then they start wondering what's going on. Are they really buying my house? Or, you know, is this title company? Is this real? Is it a scam? Like, like stuff gets in people's head and, and now you're going to chase that buyer from till the day. I love that. I gotta, I gotta stop and reiterate guys, tell them what's next. This yeah. is so valuable because if you just send the contract and then you go MIA, they're going to start looking for somebody else to buy that house from them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. tell them your closing coordinator or transaction coordinator is going to be in touch. Let them know that, you know, you need to get somebody out there to take some pics or videos. I would imagine in some cases they say, well, I can take pics and videos even better. But if you don't want to rely on them and or you just want to make sure that they're not sending you the best of the best photos and angles, get your own guy out there. So on that topic, though, we're, so like, you know, let's say you pick a new market and you're, you're this is your 19th now, right? Who You don't know anybody in, you know, Springfield, Illinois. So who, who do you call to get to do that? So again, in catastrophic things that I've done in my past, this was for me the single biggest mental hurdle. When Mindset, I that's what world. I said. I mean, my God, I could not wrap my head around this. Mm. Again, I feel like I'm pretty smart, right? I graduated from college. I've done a lot of deals in town, but going virtual, I could not. And it's the dumbest, easiest thing, but I couldn't get there. So here's what we do. And here's what I'll do, David. If anybody that's listened to this, you send me a message on Instagram and my Instagram is David Olds, R-E-I. And you say that you were listening to this podcast. Send me, a, you, I want you to follow me because I'm trying to, you know. Of course, we'll follow David, be, guys. I'm, David, I'm trying to be as popular as the 19 girls that work for me. Oh, absolutely. Guys, Instagram, David Olds, D-A-V-I-D-O-L-D-S-R-E-I. You're a fool if you don't go follow him. This guy is a real deal. What I will do is I will send you um, a document explaining exactly how we do this, um, how we post for this. We post on Craigslist, same, same thing on Facebook. And I'll give you a little rundown. So we post something very generic, Craigslist, Facebook ads, whatever. Hey, um, our company is buying real estate in your area and I need to hire somebody that can go take uh, 50 to 75 photos and about a five minute video. This job pays $75, message me if you're interested. Boom, that's it, right? So now what's gonna happen? You're gonna get a million emails, right? And the next thing, very simply, I have a document all set up. I send it to them and I said, hey, here's what you're going to do when you get there, right? And I've actually created a video and there's a video link, how to take pictures at a property, right? I took one of my the girls that worked for me. We went out to one of my properties and I filmed her taking pictures, explaining what she's doing, right? Because if, if I'm going to pay this amount of money to, to send somebody over there, I want to make sure they're doing the right thing, right? That we're not holding our phone like this, right? Because that drives me crazy. Those <laughs> <laughs> who can't see and they're listening, he was yeah. holding his phone like you normally would hold your phone. But right. that's that's what we like to call portrait. And you want to turn your phone sideways. And we want to get a landscape yeah, type video. Because when we're walking in houses, you want to try to get as much in the picture as you can. Sure. 
And also you can't share those videos easily to YouTube or whatever. They just don't work as well. Turn the phone sideways, pro tip, love it. Yeah, so, you know, we have a video like, hey, stand in the corners, you know, take take the picture. If you've got the 0.5 thing on your iPhone, like that'll give you the widest view, that's what I want. I'm not interested in the picture of the chip on the countertop. Right. right. It's not the most important picture to me. I need big picture stuff, right? Because again, the end in mind, and I beat this like a horse all the time, who is gonna be looking at these properties? Your end buyer. I want that guy to make a decision from sitting on his couch, right? Our job as a wholesaler is to provide value to these people, right? Be easy to work with. Do not be a pain in the ass. Be simple, right? Provide, you know, good photos. So again, our little document, hey, I want a minimum two pictures in every room from the corners, as far back in the corners as you can get. Um, I want pictures of every side of the house. I want pictures shooting down each side of the street. And then I want a video starting at the front door. Holding your phone horizontal, slowly walking through. And we, we explain all of this in that, the video that's in that document, if anybody wants it, uh, message me and say, you listen to the podcast with David, you know, kind of shoot the floor, shoot the walls. You know, you can't really see, but I'm kind of going in a circle here. I want to see the whole room. Um, it's not a race to get through there. Move slow. I need, to, and we explained to the person taking pictures, I need to be able to see the true condition of this house. That's it, right? So we take that, all that stuff up and then we do our marketing on the dispo side. We package it up and we get it out to the buyers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just did like 80%. <laughs> and then you just said, then we just packaged it up and just go, whoa, whoa, yeah. David, we got to slow down a little, brother. Okay. Right. So right. here, let me recap though, guys. So <laughs> we are going to make a friend with the seller. That's really what it comes down to. We're going to make a friend. We're going to build trust, right? And we are going to get them on our team. It's not me versus you. It's me and you versus the seller. And we're going to show them the comps, right? Love it. Get them to agree. If they if they aren't motivated, which that's the goal, they're going to agree. And they're going to say, cool, what's your offer? Uh, it's not my favorite number, but let's do the deal. Great. Win-win. Everybody's winning. So then what we're going to do is we're going to tell them what happens next. I love this step. Be transparent with them in, in a sense of saying, here's what you can expect to happen, right? Closing coordinator, transaction coordinator, whatever you want to call them, they're going to contact you. And we're going to get somebody to come out in the next couple of days, ideally, maybe, maybe a couple more, whatever, and take these pictures and these videos. How do we do that? That was my question. And yep. David is simple. I love how simple the answer was, right? Go on Craigslist, go on Facebook and make a post. And he's yep. even going to help you guys with the post and what to do in the directions. I love it. Go check out his Instagram, David Olds, REI again, and you're going to essentially pay somebody 75 bucks. Right. And you just Venmo 50. or PayPal them, or how do you pay them typically? Um, and again, if you can get it for 50, great. Sometimes, you know, we're in a market and somebody's got to travel a little further. 50 to 100, whatever, maybe even a little more, whatever. Right. Um, so we tell them in our document, I want this, you know, upload it to a Google Drive, send it to me. Like the girl in the office will sit here, flip through, flip through. Hey, it's good. And I always tell them, like, hey, do it while you're there in case I need something else. Pictures look good. Bam. Venmo. Bam. Done. Got it. Like we're done. Like we're paying people. Nobody's ever going to have to chase and us. You just for pay money. them with like PayPal or Venmo or what? Whatever you want to use. Whatever right? they want to use. Even my, better. Make it girls, easy for them. Yeah. My girls have my Venmo and, and they've got my Amex locked up to it. I don't even know what they're buying. Got about. it. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So send someone out there to get those picks, right? That's how you find them. Then once you, that you find them and they seem like a good fit, hire them. Get yeah. them out there to get those picks and those videos. One thing I want to highlight is you said I want to see two pictures in every room. Minimal. And I want you to get in the corner, stand back as far as you can, get as much in the picture as you can, 
And then you also mentioned start and then do a video too. I want both. I want pictures and I want videos. And I tell my people, Hey, if you take 200 pictures, I'm good with it. Just don't come back with four, like four, four, not 400, four. That's not enough, right? You could delete pictures, but the one Mm -hmm. thing you can't do is add them without being there. So the more, the better, right? And then additionally, a video and a video is really helpful because it gets you an understanding of the layout. When you're mm-hmm. looking at uh, pictures, it may, may not be, it may be a little difficult to say, okay, well, this room looks like it connects to that one. Well, in the video, you're walking through the house, right? Love it, right? Yeah. So they then get this, they send it back to you and your team or me and my team. We review, yeah. we pay them. They're yeah. happy. Love it, all right? So then we- what? So now we have this video and these pictures. Next, we're going to do like you would do in your own market. You're going to, you're going to market, you're going to find these buyers. And, and, and the very first thing that David and I started talking about was when we go look for markets, don't just find, you know, any market, find markets where there's a lot of transactions, find markets where there's a lot of people buying and rehabbing and renting, right. And you're going to find those buyers. And essentially it's kind of a buyer first stance on what market. So we've already done all that, but we now know that we have a deal and we have these buyers. So next would just be marketing, right? And it's funny because marketing is how we start this business, so wholesaling specifically. It's mm-hmm. also how we end this, this transaction. People, we market to find the deal. We market to find somebody to buy that deal from us. If you don't, if you haven't understood or seen this yet, guys, mm-hmm. this is the marketing business that we're in. 100%. Real estate is the product or the service or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But we're not really in the real estate business. Not as a wholesaler. As a wholesaler. No, we're in the marketing business. So 100%. David, I'm just really passionate about this, man. <laughs> I just want everybody to know if you want to be in the wholesaling business, you are in the marketing business, guys. That's really where it comes down. So next yeah. we are going to prepare the deal. We're either yeah. going to get that Google Drive or that Google photo or our website. I mean, it could easily, it could be something simple as creating a Facebook post that's shareable or a Craigslist post and sharing that URL with people. Don't overthink the marketing. You know, you just got to do it though, but you need to basically make the deal presentable, right? Right. So we do that. And then next we're going to start contacting buyers. And that could be in a form of a blast, SMS, email. It could be posting online. It's just any activity that is going to get eyeballs on your deal. Would you... Is there anything you want to add to that, Dave? I mean, it's pretty simple. So one small speed bump, as soon as the pictures come back, we reevaluate the property, right? So oftentimes I'll get- Love it. See, that's a great tip. One of my girls will bring it in and go, hey. Hey, something's not right here. Have you seen? Okay, that was one that we skipped over. So really it's reevaluate, then the market. I love that. Okay. Right. So have you seen these pictures? And oftentimes I'll pull up like the call and listen to the call or I'll watch the notes and I'll be like, I look from one screen to the other. I'm like, it's not yeah. really what Ooh, we, we might buying. need to call the seller and tell them that, yeah. you know, we we're not going away, but at this yeah. price is going to be really challenging for this to actually work. Yeah. Got it. So, so we'll set that stage for like, Hey, there's a couple of things here that, that we didn't really talk about. Um, I'm going to get my guys in there. We're going to look at it, but like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to look at this price or, Hey, everything's great. So what you're doing, what I'm doing with those pictures, once they come back, right. Is now I'm again, two screens on my monitor. I'm pulling up. Now I'm, I'm taking those comps and I'm flipping them around and I want to see what the high comp is. Now I'm looking at my property pictures. And I'm like, okay, light rehab, moderate rehab, full rehab. Like, where are we at? 
right? So how do I, how do I price this property so that an end buyer can buy it and make money, right? Again, start with the end in mind. You have to know what does a buyer want to make? I'll tell you, for here and most places on 100,000, a buyer wants to make 20,000. That's it. Every 100 after that, add 10. 200,000, they probably want to make 30. Some are going to want 40. Some will take 15. Just use that as a rule of thumb. 20 plus 10 every time you go up. So, you know, we're looking at that. That's a great tip, by the way. Yeah. Um, So we're looking at that. We're looking at the pictures. We're looking at the comps. And, now. And you know, you go to Zillow, right? Go into Zillow, put the address in, you know, kind of do a little radius search and look at other properties that have sold. Even though they're MLS, probably, you can start to get a feel for, is this average condition? Is it better? Is it worse? Right? So we target everything for $20,000 assignment fee on our acquisition side. But sometimes it comes over and I'm like, mother load, I'm putting 60 on this one. And other times we're like, well, I'm putting 10 on this one and we'll see, we might have to renegotiate, right? Sure, sure. So, so at this point, now you're establishing your, your buying price to your end buyer. Um, and then we're going out and doing the marketing. So at the very beginning, one thing we talked about, you went to that new market, you did some research, you downloaded some cash buyers. Okay, now those are your cash buyers. Now those, okay, so guys, boom. Don't buy it again. You, so you're like, okay, well, Dave, Dave and Dave, this is great. Dave and Dave, where do we go to market these deals? Well, the first thing you did was find a market that had buyers. Those are the same people that you are going to start contacting, calling, texting, emailing, and yeah. do not discount calling, right? <sighs> I mean, here's here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Brent Daniels has a program called Talk to People. It's a cold calling specific program, but I love the name of it so much because that's really what this business is about. It's just talking to people, right? So no matter if you're doing bandit signs or direct mail or AdWords or SMS or cold calling or radio advertisements or billboard advertisements, I could think of a hundred other things too, right? There's a hundred things to do. At the end of the day, all those marketing channels lead to one thing. A phone call, either they're calling you or your people, or you are calling them period. Now I have done a couple deals where I've never talked to the seller via phone. It's via text only. And it's really, really kind of weird. And it's random. So there's always, here's here's what I'm trying to get at. There's always going to be the exception to the rule, but 99.9% of the time you're going to have to get on the phone with them. So the sooner you do that, the better. And I'm talking more about acquisitions on the, the motivated seller, but I'm also talking about the dispositions with the motivated, hopefully cash yeah. buyer, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. going to have to talk to them on the phone. I love and that. Happened, that happens with our new dispo people. They want to try it. They can't like, Oh, somebody texting me on Facebook and text. Like, whatever cool. Call them. Yeah. yeah like, get the number. You got to jump them from text to the phone immediately. So, I've sold deals over the text, but it's a guy. I've yeah. We, we have two, but it's, but it's not the norm. It is not by any norm. means. I mean, it's a very small slice. hundred percent. Um, you know, it's funny to uh, digress. I know we're probably going long, but so last night I was in one of no, the, we're groups. good. I'm having fun, baby. We can go all day. Oh, man. So <laughs> I was in one of, one of the groups and somebody was asking a question about, uh, it started out with, he said, uh, I've got a hundred numbers to text, which service should I use? And someone's like, Oh, you should use batch. If you only like, have a hundred, just use your cell phone. Come dude, on. That's what I said. Like, I'm like, you, you sitting here de- trying to think about what, like, dude, you could have done five texts in that time. Make so, ten. Come on, let's go. There's some mindset issues here as I, as I, you know, it's like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm like the approachable guy on, on Facebook and social media. It's me. It's not my assistant. It's me. Yep. So, you know, it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And I'm, I'm texting this guy back and uh, I'm like, dude, it's hundred, it's hundred numbers. Just text it. You could have been done by now. You could have done by now. Right. Take action. Like, let's do this. 
And uh, he's like, but it'll take me all day. I'm like, I promise you it'll take you 30 minutes. Get right. Google Voice and do it off your laptop. It's cut and paste. Yeah, you can use Google Voice for free. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you so copy and paste. Day, like your phone might be kind of hard because it's like fingers, right? Well, you got a whole keyboard and a mouse here. Let's go. So, yeah. so the next thing, it kind of we work our way all the way down, and it's like nine responses on this Facebook page, and he's like, well, "I really don't like to talk to people." Oh my goodness! I swear, I swear. Well, first of all, you better I, hire somebody who does because that's the business, my friend. Yeah. So yeah. you know the great thing about Facebook is there's a lot of information out there. The bad thing is some people take one little sliver of information and, and try to go out there and do it. And you just need a little bit more than that. But anyways, it was, I told him like, well, dude, you're going to have to hire somebody to do acquisitions and dispo. And uh, I said, it's going to eat up a lot of your profit by doing it this way. And he's like, well, what was dispo? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, God bless you for getting this far. Right. You right. found the group. You, you asked the question, you're trying to take action. Um, but uh, I said, listen, you might just have to power through. Like, you wouldn't believe it. I'm incredibly introverted. I'm exerting every bit of energy I've got in my body to do this right now. I just, you know, I'm, I just want to sit in the office and, and do some work. Um, but you got to get out of your shell. You got to go out there and talk, be able to talk to people, like you said. And, and we were in Brent's program. We were one of the first people in that, like, first Oh, year. man, Brent's one of my good buddies. I love oh, that guy. Love He's it. such a caring. He just, he cares, yeah. you know? And a lot, of, a lot of the guys out there that are, you know, in that type of space, like, you know, they're just like, oh yeah, here's the product, get to work. And it's like, no, this, he gives his cell phone number to his students. Yeah. And like, he's just yeah. an amazing human. I love that guy. I just, I just love that energy. I wish I could. Oh, he's just got such great energy. Bit. I um, love it. It's bananas. But anyways, bananas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got to get on the phone with people. You got to jump them out of text and onto the phone calls as quick as you can. Because again, this is a weird thing that we do, right? When I used to put out bandit signs, I would, you know, I would just, again, I'm always putting myself in, and maybe that's my superpower. I put myself in the position of the person that I'm, that I'm dealing with. I'm like, okay. No better way to learn. So I'm going to put out this sign. Somebody's going to drive up to this intersection, stop, look to the left and go, huh, Hmm. we buy houses. Well, that sounds fun. Let me call this person. They call me and we have a 10 minute conversation. I'm like, I'd love to come over and look at it. And you invite the stranger to your house. I walk through for 10 minutes. I give you a contract and you sign a contract to deeply discount your property. Like all of that's weird, right? Yeah. None of that is normal, right? No. It's good for us, but go to Walmart and run that by somebody that you pass in the, the pantyhose aisle. Yeah, right? you, want to, you, want to, like, you want to sell your car to me real quick? For yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's jump in the backseat of the car and let's, let's look around. Yeah, let's you run know? some numbers here, buddy. Like, uh, yeah, what? it's yeah. weird, right? So people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Love you it. have to understand building rapport with people quickly. Oh, and I tell people, so if you can get somebody to laugh, that's like instant yes. you know, rapport, you know? Study some John Martinez, study Tony Robbins, um, you know, all these guys, uh, Chris Voss. you got to be able to build, build rapport. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know where we're at. But okay, I, so here we, here I, we are. I need so, to stop and throw that no, in. No, no, this is great. So we're, we're, we're almost through the whole process, though, which is great. So, so basically, you know, we're going we're gonna to reevaluate, guys. That, that was a big thing that, like, I was missing here. Mm-hmm. Get the pictures, get the videos, reevaluate. Is it still a deal? Did yeah. what they tell you, does it line up or are they way off? And if they're way off, Hey guys, it's okay. Just get them on the phone before you start marketing and wasting a bunch of time and see if you're able to get, you know, a better price or, you know, maybe there's information that you didn't have before. Now you do regardless, reevaluate. If everything's go, then go. And if not circle back to the seller next was we are going to start marketing and that can happen in a number of ways, but you now have a contract guys. You have equitable interest in a property start marketing that equitable interest in that property, find a buyer. And then once we're marketing, buyers are going to call and they're going to text and they're going to email. 
but the goal is to get them in the property. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. What? So we do a lot of training for our dispo people. And uh, so we've got a little like, you know, kind of a call flow. It's not really a script. It's uh, Hey David, thanks for calling me. Um, you know, how'd you find the property like that? We want to know that because we want to know what marketing channels are working. Awesome. So good. Hey, let me tell you a little bit about us. So today we're a property liquidation company. So what we do is we sell discounted properties all across the country to very serious landlords, contractors, and investors, people like you. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants, no matter where you're at in the real estate food chain, you always want to be like the guy above you, right? So, you know, small words. Hey, you know, we sell them to, you know, guys like you. Um, let me explain our process. Our process is super simple. Um, we guarantee clear titles with all of our properties. Uh, we prorate the taxes. So you're not, you're not buying anything with any back taxes. I know some people do that. We don't, um, you know, and we have a one page contract. It's so simple. A third grader can understand it. I'm selling, you're buying. We have some EMD that goes to the title company. You know, once we agree on, on a price and a closing date, bam, we're done. We're sending this over to the title company. We're getting this, you know, finished. Usually we can wrap it up in five to 10 days. So um, tell me what kind of properties you're looking for, right? Does that sound like what you're looking for? Because I want to establish at the beginning, right? Is this somebody who's looking for their personal house? that's going to get a loan. We know that's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work typically, but, right? You know, everything is, you know, it's like a tale of two, two streets, right? Everything is a, like a, a Y in the road. I want to disqualify people as quick as I can because the worst thing that can happen is you spend two hours on the phone with somebody and you think, I'm selling this deal again, buy the jet, we're making 50 grand. And then, oh yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me get with my loan officer and see if we can do this. You're like, so we're, you know, we're trying to disqualify the people that are out. And then the people who call in, um, you know, we want to move them forward in the process. So again, here's how our process works, right? Because if you don't do that at the beginning, at the end, after you contract, oh, wait, I got to pay my realtor and it's got to be at my title company. And it's going to be, I only put down $10. That's and a great nugget. You know, so if you don't do that at the front, I promise, <clears throat> I had this conversation with one of my girls yesterday, you will chase this buyer all the way to closing. It's going to be, it's going to be some, some, some issue all the way along. So yeah, hey, here's what the next step is. Here's how we work. Does that sound like something you're interested in? Yeah, great. You know, tell me what kinds of properties you're buying. So here I'm trying to slow down the conversation a little bit, if I can, right? Not everybody will do it with you, but tell me what kind of properties you're buying, Dave, because here's what we're doing. We're building our database because I don't know if you're going to buy this property or not, but I'm going to get your information and you're going in my database. And if you tell me you want blue duplexes on the top of the hill in Chattanooga, that's going in my, in my database because next time I have a blue duplex, I'm calling you first, right? So even you know, every call is valuable, right? Every single call building that buyer's list. Hey, what's your email? What's your, what's your phone number? Tell me what's your ideal uh, criteria. How many deals did you buy this year? Now we're getting into, we're in October now. So, Hey man, what's your goal for, to, for the rest of the year? Did you meet your goals? How many were you supposed to buy this year? Oh, you know, oh, you need three more. Cool. I think this one fits your criteria. Let's, let's lock this one up and let me see what else I can find for you. Right. Again, we're here to provide value and service to people. Um, so I love it. No, that's perfect. You nailed it. But guys, the takeaway from there is, you know, be transparent with people, right? Um, tell them what they can expect, right? What's the next step, right? Um, it, 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 that has never turned around and bit me. Let's put it that way. But what has bit me when I'm not, when I don't tell people the next step and they're sitting around wondering, you know, it, it goes on both the front side of these transactions as well as the back side. So speaking of transactions, though, yes, we get through this whole process yeah. and we find a buyer. We make a friend with that buyer. Yeah. I'm sorry, with the seller. We find a seller. We make a friend with that seller. We contract. We get a guy out or a girl out, take some pictures, take some videos. We reevaluate. 
boom, it works. We start marketing. We find a buyer. We send the buyer out. The buyer walks the property, calls us back and says, David, which could be either one of us. I love it. And he says, <laughs> David, I like the deal. Let's do the deal. Yeah. And yeah. let's say we have a $15,000 spread. He's like, I'll pay you the full asking. This is great. You left money on the bone for me because you're a good wholesaler. I'm trying to repeat that. You left money on the or meat on the bone for me because you're a good wholesaler, right? You got to buy great and sell good. You can't, you can't buy great and sell bad. People yeah. aren't going to buy those deals. You got to sell them good, right? But then we give, we now have two contracts, basically. Yeah. What do we do from here? How do we get paid? So, yeah. So when we enter a market, um, and we do it a little bit differently now because we're nationwide, but when we would enter an individual market, I would go on the Facebook group and say, hey, who is uh, who's it. It's it's really such easy, simple advice, guys. Love yeah. it. And you're going to get 40 responses. And if you're in Charlotte, 38 of them are going to say Harry Marsh Law. Right? Boom. That's there you go. You're like, that's the guy. Right. right. Yeah. So you're going to get a bunch of responses. You're going to call one or two of them and say, hey, I got a deal I'd, I'd like to do here. Would you like to review my contracts? First off, right? Because let's make sure we're not going to have any issues. Some markets are a little bit different. Ours, we've been doing this 12 years, so I've never had a problem you know, in any state with ours. But but whatever contract you're using, like have somebody look at it. It's not going to cost you anything. Say, hey, Love I'm going to turn these over. Can you just take a quick look at it? Tell me if you have any issues. Here's what I'm doing. It's an assignment of contract. That's what I'm, do you do those? Because again, not every title company is the same, right? Like just like- Some will let you do a dry double. Some will want it to be yeah. wet, which means you have to right. fund it. Some states require attorneys. But here's the yeah. thing, guys. I do not want you to take away from this conversation we're having now is that it's it's complicated. Here's, a, here's the, the truth. Every state's going to be a little different. Sometimes yeah. even county, right? But at the yeah. end of the day, there's people that their jobs, their jobs rely on us investors not knowing what we're doing when it comes to it. That's why we go to them. Yeah. So yeah. find the people in those areas. They could be title companies. They could be closing attorneys. They may be a mix of both, right? And let sure. them help you. David said, I'm going to have them review my contracts. Great. Mm. I love that, right? Because maybe there's something that's not going to fly. Let's change it now. Let's get it fixed, right? Yeah. But then we're going to hand this to them. And they're going to charge us. It's not going to be free, but that's okay. And they're going to help us facilitate and get the transaction closed and right. done so we can get paid. Yeah. I so what I tell it. people is, is be a good partner, right? So again, what's in it for the attorney? Hey, you know, I do a lot of deals in other markets. We're just expanding out to Louisville. I'd love to send my deals your way. Here's what we're doing. Are you cool with these types of closings? Because not every title company is the same yep. in that some just, and we have title companies here in town. I know some of the owners. They just want to do $400,000 new builds. Bing, yep. bing, bing. They're, they're on the easy plan. You know, they want to deal with realtors. They don't, they don't want anything goofy. And again, our stuff is goofy, right? It's a train wreck sometimes. Right. Now there's weird title issues. There's just stuff, right? So not every title company will specialize in that. So that's why you want to ask who's an investor friendly title company. So if you're doing subject two, you better ask them, right? Because not every, not every, not everyone is even going to know that. what that is. Right? Not everybody wants to do novations. Not everybody wants to do owner finance. Not everybody wants to do wholesale. So tell, tell, tell the, the attorney, the closing agent, the manager, whoever it is, Hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm experienced. I'm not an idiot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing deals and I'd love to run them through your office, you know, if you have the bandwidth to handle more business, right? So what's in it for them? Um, so that's, that's crucial. And if, if they're not your guy, they're not your guy. That's okay. Um, but there is somebody in every market that will close a wholesale deal. I love it. So David, this yes. is awesome. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts that I've done in the last couple of months by far, 
because you are filled with a wealth of knowledge. You've been in the game for a minute, but but regardless of all that, you're a giver. And I love hosting people that give because that's why the people come. That's where the audience comes from. They want to learn something. I've learned a couple things on this episode and I've been in the game 17 years. So if you are listening to this, guys, you have had to have learned several things, probably 10 plus things at this point. Very, very cool. Um, David, all yeah. things David, right? Is yes. David Olds, REI.com. Yeah, that's go there. And that's, that's kind of like a little hub and it'll shoot you off to some of our other businesses. And But, you know, I've got some free stuff there, a bunch of videos, content like this. And, uh, you know, if you- So the best place for people to connect with you though is ideally Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, like I answer all my stuff, um, you know. So yeah, I, I'd love to help out in any way that I can. Um, and then what know, is closings.com? That's, you had so, sent over some some notes for me, right? And that yeah. one says this, that this is the premier transaction company for the nationwide wholesalers, right? Yes. So one thing that we've realized there's a gap in the market, right? There's no, there's no gap in the market for CRMs. There's no gap in the market for skip tracers or, or text blasters. But as we've gone and, and I have students too from all over the country that, that we help get going. But one thing that's a problem and so if you think about most entrepreneurs, right, most of us, anybody that, would, that, that has it in them to go out and start a business, right? Like we're a little manic, we're crazy, we're, we're all over the place, we're like Tasmanian devils, we're talking to people, we're doing stuff. But what's the thing you're worst at probably? Paperwork. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Paper, like none of us are great at it. I know because my accountant emails me four times to get the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, we're, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, what we realized is... is you know, because uh, people have asked me, like, do you want to start a title company? I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do that. But here's what I can do. Um, I can help you get all of your property, all of your properties closed. So we can be that in-between person. So instead of you going out and hiring somebody in your office for $40,000, um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll get your transactions closed for you. And I'll show you how we'll do it for free. So we have a couple little things that, that we can do where if you use our contracts and the way it's written, the end buyer will end up paying for that and let us be that service for you. So we're actually launching it November 1st is the day that it goes live. Um, we're going to be speaking at a couple of events in Miami and, and San Antonio, but uh, we're staffing up for that now. It's a ton of money to build it out, the CRM and all the websites, but um, essentially that's what it is. We will have somebody in our office. We'll have a team of 15 people here that they will talk to you. You'll give us your buying contract. We will reach out to the seller right? Go find your next deal. I you know, love that. that. I will go to this. I will go to the seller and I'll say, Hey, Mr. Seller, here are the documents I need for, to get this thing closed. I need to get your leases. I need to get your seller doc. I need to get your mortgage information. We're going to do all that gathering, right? Because if you're a solo person, or you have a small team, like you have to stop what you're doing, change hats. Okay. Okay. What do I need for this person? Right. And what are you going to do when the title company starts saying, Hey, we need affidavits of airships and a monument of title. And we need all these things. You're going to be like, I don't know. Right. So you, you've got to stop doing income generating activities to go do this. Right. So easy closings.com opens, you know, we, we launch it. Uh, we're already, we're, we're in soft mode right now with some, some big wholesalers around the country, um, making sure all of our systems are tight, but we're going to take that. We're going to take your contract. We'll deal with the seller. Now, listen, we're going to tell you, Hey, you need to go do something, but you know, we'll handle all that paperwork and the, we'll be the person between you and the title company. And then when you sell your deal, Send us the contract. We'll reach out to the buyer. Hey, Mr. Buyer, I need your LLC docs. I need your hard money lender. I need the contact info. I need all of those things, right? Because this is that thing where it's like another level of experience where most people don't have it. They either don't have the experience or they don't have somebody in their office that knows how to do sure. it. They don't want to pay 40 grand. Yeah. I know it's 40 grand because I've, I've hired people to do this. So 
you know, we will take care of all that, coordinating the closing, um, getting everybody together and let you know, hey, here's when the closing's happening. You know, we use nationwide title companies because the only good thing that came out of COVID was everybody figured out how to do it. Everybody closing. figured out how to get, how to do, how to do stuff virtual. I got, I got a wire this morning, 18 grand on a closing that nobody ever met and nobody, nobody came together. Um, so yeah, so we will do all that for you. Um, you know, super low amount to, to become a member of that. Cause you know, we're like Sam's club. We're not going to make any money on the, on the transaction, but you know, it's a couple grand to get in there a year and, and we'll handle all that for you. We're a heck of a lot cheaper than hiring somebody in your office that may or may not know what they're doing. I love it guys. Yeah. David Olds is the man. Go follow him on Instagram. Check out David Olds. That's D-A-V-I-D-O-L-D-S-R-E-I. Instagram, but also the dot com. He's got a hub over there for all things. This has been an amazing podcast, guys. He just broke down how he has been able to go from one market to 18. I feel like I need to be paying this guy for this coaching that he just gave me, but he didn't just give it to me. He gave it to all of us. And I am incredibly grateful to get an hour, an hour and a half almost of, of David's time uh, today. And I'm just so grateful to call him a friend. He's an amazing investor. He cares about all of this, all the people here in this investor community. And he's the real deal. So David, thank you so much for coming on. One more question and we're yes. signing off one more. Right. Yep. What are, what is, what would you tell a brand new investor, right? That's trying to get in the game. I already know your answer, but I'm, I want to hear it. What okay. would be your piece of advice for somebody to stop sitting on the sidelines with analysis paralysis thinking, well, I need to learn, you know, a little more. I need to take one more course. I need to, I need to read one more book before I get started. What's your advice? So of course it's take massive action, right? And here's the here's the analogy that somebody somebody told me once. It makes perfect sense. Um, so I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Chattanooga. If I was driving to California and it's it's dark tonight, like I kind of know what direction I'm heading in. There's GPS. I know where I my next returns it. are, right? But at night, I can only see as far as my headlights go. You know, I can see where I'm going. I have faith. Siri's not going to screw me. Yeah, I can't well, see 100 miles or a thousand miles. Yeah, but I can right. See like I can feet. zoom out. I may yeah. not know where every, every pothole's at, but I just I just have to take that leap and go take take some action, right? So within that, here's the thing that I tell people because I remember I do remember when I was when I was first starting. I tell if you've heard me on any other podcast, I'll talk about how I went to this RIA and I was afraid to go in, right? Was, oh no, I like, dude! I drove through the parking lot, took, I went home and told my wife, oh, I just couldn't find it. <laughs> it was in Orlando. <laughs> so um, people never believe that, but I'm like, it's the truth. So, so I understand being you, right? So that's why I'm like, I, I want to over deliver and over because I remember what it was like to be in the room at a RIA or a meetup. And I was afraid to go over and talk to the guy. That's who why I asked this question. Cause this is Dude, man, I freaking petrified. Right. Um, so, so I understand that. Like, and, and I want to always give, because I remember that feeling. Like I told you I'm an introverted person at my core and you know, I, the family, family reunion last week, I'm still kind of standing there cause these are all like these big coaches and it's really cool, but everybody was, was awesome. So anyways, but the other thing, the other piece of advice besides take massive action is when we're starting, whether you're a guy or a gal, you feel like you're on an island, right? You're all alone, you're stranded on this island, you're working hard, right? You're watching videos or you've bought a course and you're listening to it. 
um, but you're working on your kitchen table and you're trying to do this, but it feels like you're the only person in the world doing this business. You just, you know, it's lonely. I'm telling you, being an entrepreneur can be hard, but the way that you combat that, right, is get around the campfire with other people. So go to Aria, right? Go to Aria, go to a meetup. If there isn't one, go on meetup.com, post something. Find them. Facebook, meetup.com, yeah. boom, that's right. it. You're going to find the people that are getting together and meeting and they're talking about a similar thing, real estate investing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm an investor. I'm going to be at Panera every Wednesday from, from eight to nine. Love to network. You'll get people there. Then post some pictures. Hey, 10 of us got together you know, create the group. And you don't have to be this out crazy outgoing Brent Daniels guy to do that, right? You can be, be very low key, but, but get around people that are doing deals, right? And don't be jealous of them, right? Embrace their success. You know, I was, you know, it's, it, my morning's crazy. Like we, we signed a $55,000 deal, but I also had one that might go south for 10 grand, right? So I was in one of my offices and I'm like, man, what am I going to do to fix this? And I got a call from my buddy in San Antonio, Charles Hernandez, which you guys should be following. And he's like, he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, ah, a little bit of a tough morning. He's like, oh, I won't tell you. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I just did like this $49,000 deal. I'm like, dude, I want to hear that because your success is my success. Like, you, you know, I care about me just, just a hair more than you do. Like, <laughs> I, I, need to, I, need, I need to feed off of that, right? So get around other people that are doing stuff, maybe at a higher level, and just feed off that energy. Um, and, and you just have to know in your core that this is doable. Other people are doing it you know, borrow that confidence if, if you need to. Um, go out and, and do the business, but get around people that are doing it. There's a whole big community of people out there. There's great Facebook pages. Find somebody that's local, go meet them for lunch, man. Hear what they're doing. Maybe they're doing something different, right? I have friends that do storage units and apartment buildings and mobile homes and- All kinds I of just, cool stuff. I just want to hear what you're doing, man. I, mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by it. Um, you know, and, and some people want to hear what I'm doing for whatever reason. And um, but yeah, just get around some people and, and just borrow that excitement. And, and that's the stuff that gets you through the, through the tough days, man. I love it. David, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Guys, don't forget, check him out on Instagram, David Olds REI, or go to davidoldsrei.com. His takeaway was take massive action, get out there and be around the people that are taking massive action. If you're on the sidelines, Go watch those people, get with them, network with them, be in the room with them. And before you know it, some of their um, expertise, some of their confidence is going to rub off on you. And then before you know it, you're going to be taking massive action just like they are. Amazing. David, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Guys, don't forget, you make your money when you buy. You yep. get paid when you buy. Yeah. Sell. Right. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.